0: Not all interior designers set up their own company straight away. Today's guest found employment at a well-known paint company, which really helped her to hone her expertise and build her confidence ready to start her own business. Welcome to the Hubcast, brought to you by the Interior Designers Hub, where we help and support interior designers to get trained, get into the industry, and to grow wildly successful businesses. If you want to work in the field you love, create the lifestyle you desire, and make the money you truly deserve, you're in the right place. I'm your host, Kate Hatherall, let's get into it. On the Hubcast today, we are talking to Jade Butcher. Hi, Jade. How are you? Hi, Kate. I'm really well, thanks. I'm really excited. Oh, we're really super excited (laughs) to have you here today and to hear all about your journey into interior design. So tell us a little bit about your business and what you do currently.
1: So um, I have an interior design business. Um, I kind of slowly transitioned from being a color specialist into now doing full interior design. Um, so, yeah, all interior design from colour to the
0: whole package, basically, and project Amazing. management. So you do the whole lot of project management as well. Yeah. And um, is that something that you have always done or is interior design something that you came to sort of as a second or subsequent career? No. Um, so when
1: I was looking at what I was going to do at university when I was how old are we eighteen yeah. um, i 'd always loved interior design and I wanted to do interior design and I did some open days at university. Um, I went to I think three or four and then chose my universities and then I just had a mad moment where I decided that 's not what I want to do. Um, I want to do fashion so then did the whole kind of process again and um, got some places to do fashion uh, promotion and ended up in fashion and even till like to this day i still don't know what made me change my mind um i have absolutely no idea i think maybe i was kind of like um that long ago is it really feasible to have um an interior design career like how hard is it to get into the industry how many people actually want that is it just for people that you know the really 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 high end um, which wasn't necessarily what i wanted to to do Um, And also, when I went to a lot of the open days, it was kind of more tailored towards exhibition design, which wasn't what I wanted to do. I wanted to do, you know, people's homes, doing all of the nice soft furnishings and things like that. Um, So, yeah, I ended up going down the fashion route um, and then ended up as a fashion buyer.
0: Okay, so you, once you'd studied fashion, you then went into industry and worked for um, different companies all to do with fashion. Exactly, yeah.
1: So I was um, in fashion buying. So basically, um, kind of like the the, the designing of, of um, product, really. So from um, the designers would give us, this is our autumn kind of trend. Um, and then as buyers, we would go, we would design um, with the designers um, and create a range. And then that would come into the shops. So it was like everything from design to in-store. Oh, I was, a, I was an online
0: retailer, so online. Amazing. Okay. And so um, you kind of ventured off down that path and started to build your career in that sort of direction. At what point did you think, oh, I need to shift what I'm doing and then kind of moved your passion back towards interior design? So when I was
1: doing fashion buying, I knew that I liked elements of it, but I knew that there was something that wasn't quite quite right and I didn't fit. I never felt like i fitted, like it was totally me. Um but obviously, you know, I was there for I think eight years and it's a job that I was very lucky to get into because it's quite competitive. Um I think there's a lot of people that would have like killed for my job to be honest and a lot of people that were quite, you know, envious that it was what I was doing. So it took a lot for me to say, actually it's a great job, but it's not for me. Mm -hmm. And I left, um, had children, and then I we basically we relocated from London to Essex to be back where I'm originally from, to be near a family. And it was at that point where I thought I can really, I feel like I'm at a bit of a crossroads of my life. I can really change what I'm doing here. I was early 30s. I think I was 31, 32. Um, so still, you know, not like really, really old and I've had this career for 30 years but I I was kind of like not really young in my early 20s yeah. um and I thought I could I can really change what I'm doing here so then I remember just thinking what do I want to do I want to do something creative I really don't know and I just googled creative jobs <laughs> sounds really silly um <laughs> and then interior interior design came up and I thought oh yeah I, I like that and then I thought D- is that a thing do people need interior designers because I'd obviously always done it myself because yeah I love it it's a passion and I think when you do things like that yourself you forget that other people don't have that within them like they they don't have the same kind of um passions as you so um I started looking into it then and I thought maybe this is something
0: I could definitely do amazing and it sounds as though you'd almost sort of Uh, forgotten that sort of aspect of yourself that you know you you even went and googled it because it wasn't sort of uppermost in your mind that that was what you wanted to do
1: absolutely and I think it was because I saw it as this comes really easy to me I enjoy doing it but it never clicked that it could be my career and I over the years I've had so many kind of like um light bulb moments that that should have been a light bulb moment where I should have gone oh that. Maybe this could be a career where I've had people say, can you come and help me with my home? I've had a state agent say, which designer did you use? I've had people um, ask me about, can, this was years before I'd even realized that a color consultant was a thing. Um, can you come and help me choose paint colors in my home? And I'd always said, I'm not qualified for that. You need someone who's qualified.
0: Yeah.
1: And never thought, oh, maybe I could qualify for that. It never clicked until that moment when I Googled it which sounds really silly but
0: (laughs) no not at all and and, um, I've talked about this publicly before as well about me having light bulb moments and it taking other people actually to say to me oh you know you should be an interior designer and it's you know it's not until it comes externally sometimes that you actually realize that that's what you should be doing yeah exactly yeah and so did you then just suddenly say, right, okay, I'm going to throw myself headlong into this or, you know, how did you go from, so at this point, presumably you're staying at home, you're looking after your children and you're thinking, yeah. right, what do I do next? So how did you then make your, your next steps?
1: Yeah, exactly. So I just had my second um, child, so she was, she'd just been born and I like to do things. I like to throw myself in. I, <laughs> I'm always like, what's next? I I'm very quick at kind of making decisions. So once I thought this is a thing, um, I started looking into courses because I knew that I wanted, I knew that I had a passion and a bit of an eye, but I wanted to learn the process. And just to see if there's things that, you know, I don't necessarily know that I need to know so then I looked into um courses and then that's when I found your course and I did the five-day challenge which if you don't know it's five-day free challenge to see because I thought if I like this then I'll I'll it's definitely you know for me so I did the five-day challenge and immediately signed up for the diploma and then because I like to throw myself in I started getting clients straight away. I didn't charge obviously, it was friends and family and I said, can I help you when you do your home? And did it as if it was a client
0: and started straight away basically amazing so you didn't even get to that point of finishing studying you just right this is it yeah I've made that decision and now I'm all in um and starting to do this for other people did you feel um kind of you know nervous about designing for friends and family you know because you'd obviously apart from your own home which is beautiful and I know you've got a beautiful Instagram account as well (laughs) with your home um but, but was there that sense of you know it's one thing to do it for myself but to do it for somebody else that's a completely different ball game
1: yeah massively but I think in my head I thought and I, I don't want this to come across in the wrong way but I thought if I'm going to make mistakes it's better to make them with people I know <laughs> so I <laughs> sure. thought I'm I'm going to learn along the way I don't want to be charging people and be making mistakes um you know with them yeah but at least if it's my mum we can kind of think okay right how do we deal with this and then I thought you know with problems that come up I can learn that way. And for me, experience is everything. That's mainly how I learned. So through um, the diploma, I got my kind of process and, you know, how to do things. And then the experience was what can go wrong and practically, you know, how, how things work and timescales and, you know, all things like that. So, yeah, I, I was nervous, but I thought, Not as nervous as if it would have been a real client.
0: (laughs) And you know that your mum's going to forgive you at some point. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Brilliant. Okay, so you took on those first um, few clients then, friends and family. How did you then move into paid work? So
1: um, my first kind of real paid work was actually um, I've got a job, I applied for a job, and it was when I was doing um, one of the modules in the diploma. It was the walls and floor module and we had to find a wallpaper for um I think it was a bedroom so I was on Little Green's website and I just stumbled across a vacancy for Little Green in one of their showrooms in London and I thought I'll apply for it as I said I throw myself in so literally I saw it I applied and told my husband after I said I've applied for a job and he was like <laughs> what and then and then the next day I got an interview and within two days I'd got the job so I was working um within I think it was a month later I was working at Little Green and then that was just showroom level so I was helping people in the showroom with um, colour schemes and um, paint finishes and things like that and then I was quite quickly promoted to colour consultant um, which I still do um, part-time and I go basically so there's a, a consultant in each showroom so we've got five showrooms now And we are the ones who go to homes and do video calls to help people come up with colour schemes in their home. Um, So, yeah, that was my first kind of paid design. And then through that, I obviously got a lot of experience because I've done hundreds of homes with them now. And then that gave me more confidence, again, working with people who weren't my family and friends. And, um, yeah, then started getting my own private work from
0: that as well. Amazing. And did that private work come as a result of the work that you were doing with Little Green or was it sort of word of mouth or through other marketing channels?
1: So I do have certain things that come through Little
0: Green and Little Green are very happy
1: about like me because obviously we only advise paint through them and then if anybody says can you advise me on tiles or flooring they're happy for me to just say not here but you can book me privately. So things do come through there um, but I get quite a bit through Instagram um and word of mouth and also I've signed up to house as well which has been pretty good for me I've got
0: quite a few clients through there as well Amazing. So you've got all of these kind of different ways that you're getting clients coming into you. And um, I mean, that experience that you've got through Little Green, um, you know, it's a lovely um, kind of segue into going out there on your own, because it takes you from feeling like a novice to really becoming mm-hmm. an expert in that particular area. You know, you must know the Little Green paints inside and out by now.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it's funny, because when I first got the job as consultant, and people would have me at their homes obviously they didn't know that I'd only just got the job I wouldn't have given that away but <laughs> they'd say we really needed an expert and I was kind of looking around for the expert thinking <laughs> oh no that's me um but yeah I do I think compared, when when I think of before I worked there I had absolutely no idea about paint finishes and you know different I had a bit of an understanding about different colors and how they react in different lights and undertones and things but yeah now I i could tell you what color would go in what room without even having to go in it because I know how it reacts to the light and space and different furnishings and things
0: amazing and that product knowledge is just invaluable um you know to really understand yeah. a paint brand that well um okay so um that's kind of how you got into um you know doing that kind of work that's how you got your paid work you had talked earlier about um, that feeling that, you know, is this a real thing? Do people really need interior designers? And that that was something that perhaps had um, dissuaded you from doing a degree in it at the beginning. And then later on, you thought, is this still a thing? Um, Has your opinion on that now changed? Do you, you know, are you now sold on the fact that yes, interior design is, you know, absolutely a career and that there are people out there that want this service?
1: Yeah, definitely. I think that definitely was my main hurdle. And I think, When things come naturally to you, you don't, you, well, you, one, expect it comes naturally to everybody and two, kind of feel bad for um, making people pay for it. It sounds really silly, but you think, well, that was really easy and I really enjoyed that and I would do that for free. So I feel bad charging you. So that was probably my two main things, but I've realized, you know, I'm, I'm not great at garden design. I don't. Really venture into the garden and we have in our old house, we pay for someone to come and landscape the garden, which to them, you know, they're obviously passionate about. They're great at it and probably comes naturally. Um, to me, I have no idea. And I was happy to pay for that service. So obviously, there's people out there that are the same with interior design that it doesn't come naturally, but they want a lovely home that reflects them and that they can come home to and that feels, you know, nice. And, um, yeah, obviously there are people out there because we found them.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. And, um, you know, this is one of the things that I hear people say a lot is, you know, oh, who's going to pay me to, you know, decorate their home for them. And I think all of those things that you've hit on there are absolutely right, is that we feel bad about charging for something that we're passionate about, something that we love, something that we do just with our eyes closed and in our sleep, because we're so passionate about it. But it's also quite eye opening to realise that not everybody has Instagram accounts that are full of interiors and not everybody yeah. watches all of the design shows and that it actually is a quite a niche thing.
1: Exactly. And I think, um, you know, people want, especially since COVID, people really appreciate their homes now and, you know, really value that it's kind of your sanctuary And I think it's made people realise that it's really important to have a lovely home.
0: Absolutely. And I think we've we've seen that continuing, you know, after the kind of, you know, the main period of time that we were all locked down and, you know, really suffering with COVID. But as time has moved on, that still seems to be continuing. And it's almost like it's woken up in people, this feeling of, you know, home and the sense of wanting to have that beautiful space for sure. Yeah,
1: definitely. I think people really appreciate it now. And thinking
0: back to um, you know either perhaps at that point where you were shall I do fashion shall I do interior design or or even later on what sorts of things would you want to tell your younger self or what would you change about the way that you've done things?
1: I kind of I'm not one to regret anything I don't regret anything that I've done or I try not to because I think and I wouldn't change anything when I went to university I met my husband so if I didn't I wouldn't have met him, so that's a big thing. Um, also I did learn a lot of skills that um I took with me from fashion that I now do. And I I do think if I'd have done interior design at university, I don't know that I would have thinking back to my me in my university days, I don't know if I would have put as much into it as I did and do now <laughs> because Obviously being so much younger and it's not as important, whereas now I feel like it's really important and I feel kind of ready to do it now, so i kind of I'm happy with the way things have gone and the experience that I've got, and obviously my husband and kids that I would never have I'd never have met him if I'd have gone to a different university so um I would just tell my younger self, just do it, enjoy it, and just put a lot of effort into it and just be yourself,
0: really. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think it takes some time, doesn't it, for us to kind of really understand ourselves and understand what we want out of life. And that doesn't always happen, you know, sort of immediately early 20s. And part of it is about going through that sort of journey of life, isn't it? And really finding out who we are and what sorts of things light us up as well. Yeah, exactly.
1: I think we have to make such big decisions when we're 18, 20 years old. Mm -hmm. And you kind of think oh my god this is gonna be the rest of my life but it doesn't have to be clearly because so many people do have career changes and you know you learn something at every point and i think the main thing is just to make sure that you're happy and that you're still enjoying what you do and if you're not then change it and i always try and urge people to do this don't sit in a job that you hate because you've got a mortgage and that you need to pay for because every every time you put it off you're just delaying that and you're just even yeah. you know you get unha- I'm happier and happier by the day. So just do it as soon as you feel like I want to change and I'm not happy, just just go for it.
0: Absolutely. And I also think as well that it's never too late to do it either, especially you know, yeah. if you're going to be working freelance as well. There really is no age at which you say, no, you're too old to do that. And we have people that contact us you know, in their 40s, 50s and beyond that want to become interior designers. And we always say, absolutely, go for it. It's never too late to do it.
1: Exactly. And I think like, obviously, if you're a little bit older, you've got more experience and you've got more things that you can take with you and and use like the transferable skills that you've got um, to starting up your own business as well. And I think you the older you get, the more confident you get. I think having my own business now, I couldn't have done that 10 years ago. I wouldn't have had the confidence to do that. No way. So, yeah, I think you just with every year you grow and it's, it's definitely never too late.
0: I love that absolutely okay Um, Jade it's been really interesting hearing about your story how you've gone um, from you know a a kind of related career and that it's creative um, but into doing something that you're really passionate about and um, that kind of segue that you've had with your work with Little Green as well which I'm sure has been really invaluable before we end the session today are you happy to play a game of designer this or that
1: I would love to
0: <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> okay, so we've got one minute on the clock. I'm going to give okay. you pairs of options, and you need to choose um, which is your best. Don't overthink it. Um, just mm-hmm. whichever one comes to mind first. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. Flower and ball, or Dulux. Mm, Flower and ball. <laughs> uh, geometrical botanical. Ooh, um, geometrical. Linen or silk. Linen. Glam or rustic? Oh, rustic. Art deco or pop art? Art deco. Changing rooms or interior design masters? Interior design masters all day long. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Floral or plain? (laughs) Floral. George Clark or Kevin MacLeod? Oh, George Clark. 100%. Brass or chrome? Brass. Carpet or hard flooring? Depends on the room. Um, hard floor. <laughs> Scandi or boho. Boho. Spots or stripes. Stripes. Maximalist or minimalist.
1: I'm somewhere halfway, but I would say maximalist.
0: <laughs> Amazing. Okay, James, we really are out <laughs> of time. <laughs> Brilliant. I James, that. thank you so much for coming and joining us today, and it's been really interesting to hear your journey. So, thanks once again.
1: Oh, thanks so much for having me. It's been really fun.
0: Thank you for tuning into Hubcast by the Interior Designers Hub. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please take a screenshot and share it to Facebook, Instagram, or your favorite social media channel. Make sure to tag me in at Interior Designers Hub and let me know what you enjoyed about this episode. I reply to each and every comment. I'd also like to offer you an incredible free gift, which is going to show you the exact roadmap that you need to take to become a wildly successful interior designer. It shares our secrets to business success. If you'd like to get your hands on that, head on over to interiordesignershub.co.uk forward slash roadmap right now. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll see you next time.